Hello, and welcome to the 14th episode of the Great British Design Podcast. Okay, hello, and welcome back to the 14th episode of the Great British Design Podcast. Uh, I'm Andy, and I'm here with Nick and Harry. Hello. Hello. And today, we're going to be talking about... Drum roll. How to choose your design concept. How to choose your concept design, even. Makes more sense. Uh, Just kind of what we go through, um, and how we choose them, and how it kind of differs between us. Uh, Just a casual chat. How we should. Or how we should, yeah. yeah. How we should, maybe. Uh, but first, we'll probably do our usual what have we been up to during the week on our projects. So, has anyone done anything exciting? They want to go first? No. I'll go first. I haven't done anything exciting. <laughs> uh, it was my last day at my job last week. Hey. Um, so, uh, just spent a bit of time outside of work, sort of trying to get everything done. So, I handed off the project, which was all finished. So, um as long as that goes well like, that's it's a good. feels good be... moment yeah because I wanted to do it because um, it was quite a big project that I was working on and uh, it was going to be one of the main well it would be the main range for the products that we sell uh, well that the company I don't work there anymore <laughs> uh, for, the, for what they sell it, it was going to be like the, the main off the shelf product it was the, the standard range that I, I redesigned so I wanted to get that done because then I'll be able to see that on the website or have that on my portfolio and that be the, the main product, if that makes sense. So that was something I really wanted to get done and also didn't want to uh, mess my boss up too badly. We're just leaving him mm. all these half-finished things because everyone knows when you're picking up something that someone is half done, mm. it makes it, you may as well just start again because it is awful. So I did that um, and this week I'm just sort of preparing everything I need for for my next my next job which starts next week on Monday so I'm just getting everything ready and and getting together all the bits and pieces Uh, but I'm very much aware that I'm probably not going to be doing any personal projects in the next sort of few weeks as well yeah that's fair enough um, I I didn't do I didn't do any when I start my first job this job's going to be a bit more intense longer hours and stuff so it's going to take a little bit of an adjustment period i think so mm, um, for sure but yeah no i'm just sort of preparing myself actually going to have a well i haven't, I haven't had a day off in over a year so this week's going to be quite <laughs> relaxed not doing a lot you've honest, earned so. it you've earned yeah. it just just i'm gonna get my hair yeah. cut tomorrow that's required oh, i can't <laughs> wait oh. yeah so no it should be good just gonna relax the rest of this week so that will be what I did on next week's podcast. But <laughs> Chilled out. Played some Minecraft, nothing, you know. Played loads of games, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's me. Nothing too exciting. Nick, you been up to much? <clears throat> um, not really. Um, obviously, I've still been settling into the new job. <clears throat> and um, I've been doing Ramadan as well for the past like 15 days. So, um, failed to mention it last me. time. Yeah, I, I just the, when I mention it, I get more hungry, so I try to just <laughs> avoid thinking about it generally. But it kind of involves me having to wake up at 
four in the morning, having breakfast, opening my fast for like 20 past four, half four, and then not having anything until like eight o'clock. And because it's summer, it's just gets it's just getting longer and longer and longer. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I've not had anything until I think 20, 25 past eight. I think today is when I'm going to be eating. So I'm kind of looking forward to that soon, <laughs> soon. So, um, but that's, I kind of I get home from work. I don't really have a lot of energy. Like, surprise, surprise. And um, it's been it's been a tough one to kind of do anything productive when I get home, to be honest, apart from just moan that I'm hungry. <laughs> so starting uh, starting a uh, starting your new job at, at the same time as uh, yeah <laughs> shock to the system. Yeah, no one's really asked. Uh, like, why I'm not eating? It's just kind of like I just go for a walk. Oh, this Nick guy works so hard. He works <laughs> yeah. through his lunch. You're gonna start eating, and they'll just be like, "What? What? What?" <laughs> but also, um, we might be moving into our new place soon, and we get the keys tomorrow. Hey. And um, we've got carpet samples here. I picked them up earlier on today. We're gonna go through the carpet samples and choose what we want. And um, this weekend, we're gonna be painting the flat and trying to organize with internet you know white goods trying to sort all that out so it's going to be a busy couple of weeks to be honest but we're looking forward to it but in terms of like design work i've not really done anything outside of my nine to five for the past couple of weeks to be <laughs> just honest. thinking about food yeah that's the, <laughs> yeah, that's the same reason as i'm gonna have though nick just you know adjusting <laughs> to the new, yeah. new job and then surprise just mm. a thing yeah. You're, you're, you should uh, do some intermittent fasting after. after yeah, I was yeah. literally saying to Andy before you joined that I think I'm going to actually start incorporating that into my diet mm -hmm. in the future. So, it's I, mean, not, I, it's not I think it's bad, easier but... than what you're doing because you're, yeah. you're eating in the day rather than like... Because you're, you're your main fast period is between dinner and breakfast rather mm. than wake up have breakfast and then your dinners are like midnight or whatever you do mm. i think it'll be a lot easier because you have yeah. to get midday refuel effectively yeah yeah, yeah for, for, for sure i'll give I it think... a go at least it isn't for everyone obviously. it should be yeah, it, should, it, it should be easy after that it will be for sure yeah definitely and um well i was watching but i'm gonna try to get back into the gym as well and i've heard a lot of people say that it's just a good thing to do when you're trying to get fit again doing like intermittent fasting so i'm gonna give it a go and uh see see how i feel afterwards so but yeah it would be like a child's play after after doing this so um, <laughs> easy yeah. you get a meal at lunchtime what's this <laughs> crazy <laughs> the thing is like it's not that bad like you're in the day you don't really think about it lunchtime it can be tough but if you just go for a walk it's fine like, you don't is... really get hungry until it's almost time to eat, and then suddenly your stomach's mm. like, "Oh, it's almost time mm. for food." Like, You're so hungry. The the hunger comes in like really short bursts, though. Like you'll be sat here and just be dying. Being, oh, I really need to eat, and then like, oh, there's a different YouTube video, and then you're fine. Yeah. Like you just distract yourself. Like I always find just like down a bottle of water or something if you're really hungry. That always just distracts your stomach effectively. Mm. If you're like, "Oh, I'm not hungry anymore," it's fine. So, but yeah, it is. It's weird because it's weird how you can just forget about it a bit, and then like all of a sudden you're the hungriest man alive. <laughs> yeah, and I mean your stomach does shrink, and then you you eat a lot, and generally you've got to try and eat 
very healthy nutritious foods to kind of sustain you for as long as you can and um yeah it's like you go from being just completely empty to overly full and you're walking around like oh god i've got a <laughs> food baby <laughs> full food coma yeah get the much, get the meat yeah. sweats yeah i was like watching videos of like how people exercise during ramadan They're like it's, it must be really hard but people still go to the gym and work out, but it's uh, like, not advised to go before you've opened your fast because you have mm. no water in your body and no food and you just end up cramping. So, But a lot of people mm. have like a very short... So when they open their fast, they'll have a short, very small meal just to kind of get something in. Then they go gym for like an hour, then come back and they have their main meal. Mm. So that's that's kind of like a way to do it, but yeah. Because um, when I uh, struggle, when I yeah. um go when I I'm doing my fasting stuff, I have to go to the gym in between the the phase you're allowed to eat because otherwise, if mm. you if you have your dinner and you're starting a eighteen hour fast or something, and then you do workout, you're hungry after workout if you've just eaten it anyway, mm. like, mm. and then you got to wait another like seventeen hours. It's awful. <laughs> Yeah, right. Just being all shaky and nothing inside of you, yeah. Mm. That refuel. Yeah, I can't imagine it helps, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's, did... that's been me, to be honest. So how about you, Andy? Nice. Uh, so this week, uh, one of my good friends has got Twitch affiliate now, which is like the one Ooh, below yeah. partnerships. So that's like a that's an awesome thing. That's not that's, that isn't that's not my achievement, but I but it leads into what I've been doing. I've been looking up uh, how people make emotes for Twitch users. You know what apps they use, what general vibe do they do? You know, like what's the best things to do? What emotes? Uh, what emotes do people like? So I've been doing some sketches of just uh, different emotes. So it's normally like they want ones that portray emotions because that's things that people are going to use. Basically, like people use emojis. They use a laughing emoji. They use the angry one, whatever. You just, those are the ones that people like the most, which mm. makes sense uh, because, yeah, yeah. you know, that's emojis people use. So yeah, that's been, that's been really interesting. So I've been watching lots of videos on it. Um, People seem to use Photoshop or Procreate, and Procreate is obviously my uh, my uh, my jam. So yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. There's there's a website where you can like uh, uh, you can upload them and uh, you can see what they look like in the chat, like the dark oh, mode really or cool. or light mode. Um, so that that's really helpful. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically what I've been doing. Project-wise, uh, let's say, and yeah. it's, uh, that's really, fun, it's really interesting. That's a really fun project. Yeah. Yeah. So I've not done too well, too much graphic design stuff recently. Well, actually, I have. I did some animations. So I, I'm doing a bit more <laughs> graphic design stuff. But it's, it's nice and <laughs> nice and fun. Cool. Yeah. That's that's cool. Yeah. That's me. Something very different. Mm. So, so, topic of the week. Topic of the week. Topic of the week. <laughs> so, who wants to start on topic of the week? This is uh, how to choose your concept design. How to choose your concept design and maybe what we can do to improve things. And how we can improve. Mm. So, who wants, who um, wants to start? <laughs> 
<laughs> we're all speaking around it. Well, I guess like typically, typically how I would go about even generating concepts, I suppose, would just like I, I, it, it does vary, but generally you just sketch loads on a loads on paper, and then you kind of come up with like, oh, then you've got this route, and you've got this idea, and you've you've you kind of come up with like five, six different themes of, of concept, as long as they're kind of different from one another. And then I take one of those themes, I put it, I do the quick sketch on a post-it note, put it on a bit of paper, and then I do, I iterate off that theme and I come up with more ideas based on that one theme. And I do that for all the other kind of themes of products that I come up with. So you kind of get like a wide, you, you, iterate and explore on each kind of idea that you like essentially and um when it comes to actually choosing the prod the concept that i like generally i have done work for freelance for clients and they would just pick so there is that but when it comes to personal projects i kind of just go on like gut instinct like i don't really have like a i haven't incorporated any kind of proper methodical way to actually choose and analyze what designs should be used and why it's more of kind of like oh, i kind of like the the shape of this or i like how this works i'm going to just kind of pick this and go from there essentially mm. yeah i think it's uh pretty common that like there'll be a different methodology for when you're doing your stuff at home and when you're doing stuff mm for work or at university mm. for example like whilst you're at uni uh you, you know you, you're doing courseworks and designing stuff and you get marks for showing <coughs> why you chose a particular design or saying why that design is better um and as well at work sometimes it is the same that they want to be like well why is this design better than that one i like that one like or you know and also you might have a department that actually makes decisions where they are not informed into how the products work or things like this. And this is something that I had uh, encountered at my old job, which um, the people who are deciding what the product was didn't necessarily know what made the product good or what made the product mm -hmm. work well. Um, so that's the sort of time where you might want some sort of uh, technique to actually decide and show people what is the best one out of all these things um and these are things that we have tried at uni and there's things like a decision matrix where you have a load of your favorite concept sketches and you line them up against certain criteria based on whatever the product is uh, you know if it's um say say in an if in ear in ear headphone for example you be um, you might put you know the ergonomics or the comfort the look the cost if you know things at, the, at that stage and then you'll you'll rank each of the designs against that criteria and that would then in mm. theory give you a numerical well data based on on what in theory the best design is um we did this at uni but we we laughed about it before <laughs> it's useless at uni because you just pretty much say, yeah. i like that design let's give it the best scores <laughs> but uh, I think that's a skill set in itself to be very um, impartial to your designs and sort of be very neutral uh, and make sure mm -hmm. you're not being too biased. Um, but that yeah, is very sure. hard. So, for example, I was in a, an office with 
uh, one other person, my boss, and he used to look over some designs. And yeah, like you said, sometimes you'd get someone else to choose them or even rank them. And that, that could be a very nice way for you to, you know, be able to rule out different things because you might just like the certain shape of, of one thing. Or you might be getting, um, ignoring something very obvious that why well, that design isn't as good or things like that, which are obviously when, you, when you're working at a company and then they, these things you're designing are actually have money on the line behind them rather than just some wasted filament or, or whatever it is. It gets a bit more important. Um, but I think it's something that I should try to do, uh, try mm. to be less biased when I'm sort of <laughs> choosing the best design in my personal projects. Because it'll, it'll only make the designs better in the long run. Um, and at the end of the day, you have a concept sketch, even if you don't like it exactly how it is, but it is a really good idea. You, you're not at the final stages of your design exactly. at that yeah. point. So you can then go, okay, this is the best thing, but like, how can I tweak it so it's more like the mm. other one I like better? And that's something that um, is often overlooked, I feel, when people are doing their initial sketches. They just try and choose one that they uh, want to choose because they think it's the final product. But you've still got plenty of time in the design process to alter bits and pieces. Mm. I said that's 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 something that I really like. Uh, I I like doing now. I didn't so much when I first started designing things at, at uni. But when you 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 have something and then you say, "Oh, I like I don't know the top part of that and the bottom part of this. Let's do another sketch of what it should look like." I think that's something that's really really useful. Like you say, you don't need to just be like, "Ah." Oh, I prefer this one overall. You can just take all the good points of everything you've made, put them together, and hope it's the best one. <laughs> I think that's uh, a, like a different technique in, in its own, isn't it, really? Because the, what I described, you're choosing a whole concept and then you then take that onwards. And you, you could alter bits and pieces. But another way to actually come up with your, your final initial concept, I guess, is yeah, you could literally do that and make some Frankenstein design of all the bits <laughs> you like the most. And that is another method to be like, look, these are the best bits of everything. And that that is definitely another method to come up with some sort of uh, combination of things to get the best possible result, which is really nice. That could yeah. be a... Because if that's the way that you like doing it, that's the way you like doing it. But I you jam. do... Um, yeah, that's <laughs> good. But you do... The only annoying thing is, in industry, sometimes you are sort of limited by what whoever you're doing it for wants like i said yeah if you if you do it that way some guy high up still might want you to do a decision matrix or <laughs> some other method to show why that's a good design which can be annoying because mm. it is very yeah. frustrating and it's something that you will only learn to deal with when you really like a design and then someone comes in and says <laughs> no i don't like it and you're like why? Like, why? Why not? Yeah. And that is the single most frustrating thing for, to a designer. If someone says, "I don't like it," and you say, "Oh, oh, well, why is that? Or what bits?" He's like, "Oh no, I just don't like it." You know? Yeah. Just in the past for me, it's criticism, please. Yeah. In the past for me, it's been like, "Ah, oh, it's a bit shit, Nick." I'm like, okay, but what what do you like about it? It's just it's just a bit shit. And so well, that, you know. Thanks, thanks for the the feedback. There, I go and change that and uh, yeah. make it better. Uh, great, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's that so, is happens very so much. Just like, oh, mm -hmm. it's just missing something. 
tell me what that <laughs> oh, yeah, thing is, please. One. Yeah. What? What is it? It's not I generally like not quite there. Yeah. Those vague Sorry, terms. Just, just tell keep me. Working on it, shall I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Work on it, it for a lifetime. But that's something that's going like, to happen. But that is exactly what this, what we're talking about, is aiming mm. to avoid. Because if, yeah. if you, if you have some way of saying, for example, this this range I said I just finished for my my job, it was really hard to get the actual design approved. Um, certain people uh, said they didn't like it, didn't tell us why, and then all these other bits and pieces happened. I went, okay, right. Let's keep changing it and modifying it. But then in the end, we actually got, uh, we did like a presentation and showed, well, this is what we were asked to do. You know, fit these components in, be able to do this and that. And then we say, well, this design fits all the criteria and it's then able to be, you know, it will be used in exactly the way that you want it to be used. And so we, we sold that product to the higher up people because they weren't sure about it this and that and it was what we had to do to to sell it whereas if we just kept just going back and forward him saying oh i don't like it don't like this don't like that then it'll be a bit more of a problem because we'd probably Mm. still be coming up with concepts and it'd be so far away from our initial thing that was to follow the sort of brand image of a certain style so it gets really hard if you can't justify why things are good um yeah, I think sometimes, especially on a project, you've got your your project constraints. If you're working with a client, or if you're working for a brand or whatever, like you can you can definitely get you can go overboard on it. Sometimes mm. you need to kind of step back, and even the person you're working for can be like, "Yeah, change this, change this, and change this." Then you'd be like, "Well, actually, like if we look at what the brief said, like it we're hitting all the points for the brief." Like th- this is this is the product that you wanted us to design. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the mm-hmm. time, like when I've gone into that situation, I present like four like four other designs which I know they won't like. Like it's almost used just to be like, oh, here's some other ideas. I know you're going to reject them, so you this makes the one that I know you're going to pick more desirable. <laughs> you get some <laughs> right. some fluff designs in there. Yeah, and you have one. <laughs> But the problem is, you always have one that's drawn a lot better than the other <laughs> one. Yeah. That's... Is that, oh, there's these these other ideas here. Is that, oh, I like I like this. I like option one. Is yeah, like good choice. Yeah. The issue yeah. is if they choose one of those other designs, though, and you'd be like, yeah. uh... really? Why? Why? But it it can happen. You, there are you know mm. you at some point in your career you'll have some clients that are not design savvy at all, and then they will just be choosing stuff that makes no sense and you're like I really wish I didn't show them that because it didn't mm. make any sense but it, yeah. it'll happen and then and then you, you have put yourself in a bit of a hole being like ah well now I need to make that work it's, uh, it's a bit of a high risk high reward play yeah 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 <laughs> um, if we go back a bit Nick said that he draws stuff on post-it notes and then uses post-it notes as a way to sort of display all his <laughs> various different sketches and, and ideas uh do you have anything do you do a similar way to that andy or is it oh. just no normally what 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 i like to do is uh i i have like a big a3 sheet and i just jam loads of sketches down 
I do it at home. I do it at at, at work. One thing that I do, like, so I'm, I don't have a design job, um, but when I'm in meetings where, you know, you're just chatting over Skype or Teams, whatever, I always have my A3 sheet and I just doodle some uh, some, uh, some ideas. So this week has been for my uh, graphic design stuff. So I literally had an A3 page full of faces <laughs> and, and somebody came in and was just like, oh, is this your family or something? And I was like, what? That's amazing. <laughs> oh, so I must have had, yeah, like 20 uh like emotes on a page was 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 pretty funny um but that's that's something that that, that's something that i really like doing because you just you have like a big sheet you just draw anywhere you draw over the last one you half start one and it turns out that it's awful so you just draw over that with something else it's proper rough um then what i take there is if it's at work i i take a picture of it or even if i'm at home to be honest uh, I, I I take a picture of it with my phone, then go on my iPad, uh, and draw over the the ones that I like. I've mm. uh, that's for product sketching for the, all the graphic stuff, just for everything. Um, it's just like a nice underlay to have, and yeah, yeah, you have your best ideas when you're just out and about. So if you can, of course, yeah, you can scribble down something that you can make look neater later. Why not? Nice. Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. both of you, because this is something I do, do you start by doing just 2D sketches? Uh, like the front and side view or whatever? Or do you do you do full-on full on sketches, 3D sketches? Because I, I do... Um, so generally, this is something I've been doing lately. I, I, want, I would like to, whether I will or won't, I'm not <laughs> confirming yet. I could not put it on this podcast yet. But I'd quite like to make a leather rucksack, a roll top rucksack. It'd be a really cool thing. Weekly project. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm not saying that. <laughs> this is not turning into a desk. Good, good idea. Okay. Good idea. Um, yeah, good idea. But I think is that they're cool products. I've been sketching a lot of them lately, and then what? So what I've been doing, doing this on the iPad, but I'd normally do it in an A3 book that I have just for this initial sketches. Um, and I just I have done loads and loads of just the left or right view and the front view, and just all those things. If I need a particular detail on another view, I can add that as well, and then do that for as many as I can think of on the top of my head in that sitting. And any ones mm-hmm. I particularly like more, I will um, then draw in three D as well. Maybe add some color if it's important to the design. It may not be, um, and then also label just. Even though it's obvious, be like, oh, this bit is wider than that bit. It's just things mm-hmm. that, like, yeah, I, I'll remember those. Mm. So then if I'm drawing another version, I'll be like, oh, I like that bit being wider than that bit on that previous design or, or whatever the particular note was. Sometimes just writing down the note and saying the, the very obvious details to the design. Um, it, it helps me sort of transfer it into designs if I like it or not. It helps me remember mm. bits and pieces I've done before. Um, but that's what I tend to do, and then yeah, just you go ones that you like, draw in three D. If it, it may look terrible in three D, you know, you don't know, um, or you or maybe you just draw it badly. But um, you do that, and then eventually probably the latter for me. me. I mean, it happens all the time. Um, <laughs> but after a while of doing load and load, you start getting sort of very similar sort of looking designs as you are. Uh, 
subconsciously sort of narrowing down what you like. And this is what this is this is what I say. And this is what I do in my free time projects. I pretty much am just going until I like something a lot, and then mm. I'm like, that's good. Um, whereas I, you know, it can't. You know, you probably stop a bit earlier than that if you're doing it for my work or whatever. And you're like, then you have to show it to people and all sorts. But that's what I tend to do. But I, I don't do detailed drawings early on at all. No, it's... definitely, definitely not detailed. I do a mixture um, with my big page of crap. I just do whatever, do some 3D ones, do some side views, do some front views. Uh, just get it all, get it all down. Nice. Maybe yeah. it's, yeah, maybe I, it's, I, maybe I it's not optimal, but that's... Uh, I think, works, I think that's works. the point, isn't it? I think There isn't a right answer, is there? Yeah, I think it it kind of depends on the shape. Sometimes, sometimes you 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 wouldn't mind. Sometimes the three D view does help kind of communicate what you're trying to say. But most of the time, it's just front. I mean, sometimes I just do front views and then mm -hmm. just kind of. Oh yeah. But then it, if, if the, the front view is, doesn't show enough, it, I'd have to do a side view next to it. But what I, think... I tend to do. So I'm just gonna say that the, I think the reason I do just two D things is because. When I'm doing those, you're doing like multiple designs a minute sort of mm. thing. And yeah, once you yeah. start doing 3D, unless it's just a box and or a very rough shape, I mean, you, you don't, I'll, in ages. the speed I want it's to much draw quicker. at, I won't be getting any mm. detail in the 3D stuff anyway. Yeah. So I just do yeah, very quick very true. things in, in 2D. So you can just try and just dump your brain as, as yep. quickly as possible to get stuff on the page. Often yeah, absolutely. these sort of sketching sessions where I'm coming up with like these new ideas like you do a 15 minutes you've got like two pages of A3 if you if you want and and you know mm. but then often like I'd probably need a break after that it's normally quite a very intensive sort of burst of mm. unloading my brain and then you come back mm. uh, a bit after and, and and evaluate which ones are good or, or not yeah I mean this is quite tend to uh, I, I do the same thing right so you just do small I, I kind of what I normally do is I draw like a box like a quick box and then I try and keep all the boxes the same size just to just, just so it looks tidy but then you you draw your idea down front and side view whatever and then your next idea like when you're drawing your first one you always get another idea of like oh, what if this mm. had a chamfer and the next idea is basically the same idea but now it's got a chamfer and then the next idea you're like so, oh what if this yeah. was yeah, instead of a chamfer, what if this was flat or something and this had an angle and then the next one is just like a slight angle and then you're like, oh, what if this angle ended here? And then the next one is just basically... So it's yeah. like you've got that first idea and you just evolve it constantly. Yeah, yeah. No, and then you, it's not taxing on your brain so much to come up with an idea. you just kind of gone, oh, what if this edge was different? And then you, mm -hmm. the next concept is that same idea but with a different edge. And no, you, that's just, what, you can just that's cope through seems, loads of ideas. So. That's what tends to happen. You start, and your first sort of mm. five sketches are very different. But yeah. then the more and more you sit down and doing it on one particular idea, the closer all of them start getting to each other. And that's when you sort of mm. can get to a point where you can start mm. like actually adding in the detail stuff. And that's, that's, a, like a, yeah. that's a very organic sort of flow from from not having an idea to then knowing roughly what you want it to be like which is really nice yeah it's yeah. a really interesting way to do it you could almost put put it put the start uh sketch in like the middle and then say oh i want one to have a chamfer and then if you like that chamfer one you then go on from there 
And then you're like, oh, well, but actually, I don't want the chamfer. So you're like, oh, I'll go on across like a different way kind of thing. That could be a really like interesting a, way to do it. Like a, like a spider yeah. diagram. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. very cool. I say we yeah, we do it so different, but no, I like I like that. I like that. Yeah, you know I mean? and typically, like where I go from there, like if I do have, if I do end up coming out of a new, completely new idea, which is very different, I would then quickly draw that on a post-it note because bear in mind these are like less than a minute per sketch kind of thing put it on a post note and then i put it on another bit of paper and then kind of do the same thing but just on that one idea and then kind of evolve it from there mm. so you end up coming you might have like four different completely different design directions but then you've explored each of them to to like a decent degree i guess yeah no that's nice so, but yeah i mean i guess yeah as we've just shown we all do it in different ways anyway there is no Isn't right it? way to do it exactly it's, uh, you just got to come up only... with ideas at the end of the day exactly it's just concept generation mm. uh, but the you know if you're doing in industry you may need to work on or have something in your pocket about how to justify the design it is rather than it just being a gut feeling that that's right yeah Often I, that I is agree. not enough for the the managers and or, or whatnot mm. um but yeah justifying or at least scoring your designs so you can then go ahead and and prove it and uh, get get the all the approval you need uh but actual coming up with the designs there isn't the right way you some mm. people might just draw 10 full detailed things and choose one they like like that and that's absolutely fine if that works for them. yeah um but yeah did we have anything yeah, else? I mean, we wanted I, I don't. To I don't know any other techniques apart from the matrix. I say I don't use the matrix. I should. I should use the matrix because um, I think, as you said, then no one can really argue. I guess can you? Like you've assigned. Uh, there is. I know we we kind of discussed it. Like, who gives it the value? Like, it's how, how very do you, hard. How it's do you assign do like, the value? It's very hard to do it if you're the person who sketched everything. It's very difficult yeah. to be not biased at all and just get very honest things. It, it is it can be hard, but I mean, I guess the more you do it, the more you try to be uh, like distanced to it. Then, yeah, you know, you might be alright at it, but I, I know I'm not this, very um, good at it yet, to be honest. There's this other technique which I've never done, but I've read about it because I follow this company called AJ and Smart, and they do workshops, and it's kind of like an idea generation technique um and it's kind of it's done in like 10 minutes it's, you basically have a facilitator so you have you give someone the power to make the decisions but everyone in the room they use kind of like stickers and uh, you you it's i can't remember exactly how it goes maybe i'll try and remember it for next week and i i can bring it up but essentially it's like you you assign someone else the task to choose and then everyone kind of scores the ideas with like a sticker so you might have like everyone has say five post-it notes right and then everyone draws five ideas and they put it on a wall or like a board or something and then the next part of that is everyone goes and scores these designs with a sticker and you've got a limited amount of stickers and um then you can quick quickly see what designs people like and what ones they don't like. You can mm -hmm. even vote for yourself, but then you have the facilitator who then goes, okay, like 
this is these are ones that people don't like so we can kind of bin those ideas and then we've been left with these like four or five ideas now we can explore further with just these ideas and i guess my point was maybe just having someone to choose it so yeah. you, they're not close to the designs because you've been sketching them you obviously have a favorite and i think as you said it does take a bit of skill to step back and look at why the designs are good but perhaps if you can't do that you just try and find a facilitator to try and pick for well, you almost the thing i like about that particular idea is you basically get going around or you're basically getting like 10 people or more mm. to um to, to choose what designs they like and that's then just like this that because the main problem with coming up with you designing something and coming up with which one you like the most and then showing it to one other person is you've got it's so subjective to them two people what they like or not mm -hmm. and you, yeah. like the more people get to uh, vote on things and and choose various things you're then averaging it out and getting the most popular thing which is very very nice when it comes to design because if you ask 15 people and they'll choose 70 percent of them choose one is more likely that the general populace will like that one. Obviously, it's a very mm, it'll yeah. be a very small. Um, what's the word for it? Sample size. Very small sample, <laughs> but um, you know it's it's a far better indicator than if it's just one designer being like, oh, I think this one or that one, and then the other guy goes, oh yeah, I like that one. Then you're like, well, yeah. them two guys might like that. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things. But that is is nice if you. Uh, even better if there isn't like a name to the face of people saying I don't like that one I like that one mm. it was yeah, all definitely. done detached yeah. it, the idea is nice. that no one speaks no one really communicates you basically have you ba you're basically in silence almost and the facilitator facilitates the meeting it's a very quick meeting I think they've advertised it to be like a you can do it in 10 minutes if you want mm. to as no, long as I, you I provide everything and then it's a good idea because the problem a lot of the time when you have a meeting as well, it's also their answer to cut meetings out of the question a lot of the times. And when you have a big meeting with lots of people, you have one guy who's more shy and a bit more introverted. They're not going to speak and their voice isn't going to be heard compared to the guy who's shouting out all the ideas. Oh, we should do it like this. Oh, we should, you know, we should do it like this. We all know the you guy. You don't jump in like that, do you? So, um, then yeah, you just stay quiet, and then your ideas don't get hurt. Is that? So. Yeah. We all know. We all know. There's always someone in the company <laughs> who's very outspoken guy. and loud, always. and you're kind of like, oh god, right, bloody hell. <laughs> you just shut up. Let someone else speak for a minute, please. Yeah, I was uh, very lucky that I worked at a very small company, and there mm. wasn't really a space for someone like that. If I was at a massive <laughs> not, company, not that guy. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty. I met many on the uh, the assessment centres I did, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> did oh, yeah, we have anything else to add on this? I don't believe so. Nice okay, short and so sweet. Yeah. It is a. It was a short one tonight, yeah. But uh, I feel like it was also we covered it. It's a. It's a small. A small topic, really. I think so. It's in interesting. There's only three of us. We've all got different, uh, yeah, different exactly. ways of that, working. It's interesting. That proves yeah. it, doesn't it? Yeah. Need a larger sample size to see how many different people <laughs> work know. different ways. I know. There might only be yeah, three I ways. Mean, 
<laughs> if you maybe <laughs> put it in the comment section of how you come up with oh, ideas yeah. hey, on this. YouTube. Yeah, only on YouTube. <laughs> or you can tweet us, I guess. You can yeah, tweet us. oh yeah, we've got made a Twitter. Yeah, we've got a Twitter. Nailed it. <laughs> and right, on that guys. note. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Um, thanks for wait, listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for listening. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye. Bye.